There's this really great pet shop in Bellevue, across the lake from Seattle. It's just overall a great experience, and the staff is super knowledgeable. Lynette Ackman loves it. But she orders her dog food on Amazon. I just kind of say, like, oh, hey, I need a case of this pet food every two months, and it just shows up at my door, and I don't have to think about it. She can't forgive herself for it. It's pure laziness. That's, that's all it is, is it's just being selfish with my time. She has a major case of Amazon, Amazon guilt. guilt. I'm Joshua McNichols. I'm Carolyn Adolph. From KUOW in Seattle, this is Primed. Special Black Friday. Small Business Saturday. Cyber Monday edition. This podcast is about what happens when Amazon comes to your town. But of course, Amazon is always coming to town. In fact, right to your doorstep. Americans plan to do half their holiday shopping online this year. That's according to a Deloitte survey. But that doesn't mean Americans feel good about their shopping habits. I feel guilty about it, but it's, it's simply the convenience. I use the Amazon shopping cart. I put stuff in the shopping cart, and then I see if I can buy it other places. And if I can't, I get it there. I feel guilty every time I use Amazon, <laughs> a little bit. Amazon guilt, that feeling people get when they love Main Street, but they buy from Amazon anyway. That nagging worry that our buying habits are ruining things we love, like jobs and communities. But same day delivery. Ugh. In this episode, we'll ask, should you feel guilty? Coming right up. First, a little context. Guilt about where we shop actually isn't new. Before there was Amazon guilt, there was Walmart guilt. Back in the 1990s, a lot of people were complaining that Walmart was killing Main Street. Think vacant downtown storefronts and packed Walmart parking lots. Walmart, we sell for less every day. A lot of people who didn't like the situation went to Walmart anyway, because they did like the lower prices. Yeah, except the shopping experience sucked. Especially on Black Friday. Thank you, Reg. Big sales and a stampede. Shoppers pushed and shoved their way through Black Friday today. The mad dash into a Walmart store knocked shoppers to the ground near Grand Rapids, Michigan. A 13-year-old girl helping a pregnant woman get up had to be taken away by ambulance. It's unbelievable that this is what we've come to expect on Black Friday. Yes, I know. And back in the 90s, because of stories like this one, Walmart was really struggling with its reputation. And Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, was watching and learning. Brad Stone is the author of a book about Amazon called The Everything Store. He says Bezos found an important lesson in the Walmart story. You know, it was threatening Main Street, but the experience wasn't all that good. I mean, there were low prices, but people criticized the quality of the merchandise. They criticized the, the chaotic experience in the parking lots and in the stores. These days, Amazon is worth way more money than Walmart. And yes, Amazon is known for having low prices, but they're known for other stuff too, like being obsessed with the customer experience and constantly inventing cool stuff. Brad Stone says that's intentional. So, you know, Amazon's philosophy is, you know, you can be big, but as long as you keep inventing and as long as you keep improving the customer experience, maybe you can escape the reputational challenges that have plagued big retailers across time. But Amazon didn't completely succeed in controlling its reputation. No, they didn't. We know they didn't because so many people told us that when they shop on Amazon, they feel guilty. Yeah, because they feel it might be doing some harm. 
changing retail as we know it in a bad way. So let's look at that. Is it true that these big changes in retail are all Amazon's fault? Coming right up. As a second-generation Vietnamese-American, I often wonder what life would be like if I moved back to the homeland of my parents. It's just really cool. It, I feel like it's like minty green walls and like fans. It's like the Vietnam in my dreams. I'm Ton Tan. On the next episode of Second Wave, I travel to Vietnam and make a life-changing decision. You can hear the podcast at KUOW.org slash podcast. You know Sears? Yeah, of course I know Sears. (laughs) Right. Well, in the old days, you could get anything there. I mean, a chainsaw, an engagement ring. You could even buy a house at Sears. The stuff people bought from Sears basically helped settle the West. And all I wanted at Sears was a pair of blue jeans. Wait, seriously? You bought jeans at Sears? Well, why not? I mean, I want to see my jeans before I put them on my body. I've gotten jeans there in the past, and they were perfectly fine. All I wanted was a pair of 513s, dark blue jeans that I could wear to work. So, did you find them? No. What? (laughs) Okay, let me set the scene for you. A couple of weeks ago, I go to the Sears. It's in a suburb just north of Seattle. Oh, I know that, Sears. People call it the secret Sears because it looks abandoned on the outside. Yeah, that's the one. And when I drove up, I was like the only car in the parking lot. Did you even want to go in at that point? Well, I was kind of excited to have the whole store to myself. (laughs) So I entered through the appliance section, and this group of salespeople were standing there looking at me like they hadn't seen a customer in hours. I felt bad walking past them to the men's clothing. But once I got to the Levi's, there was hardly anything on the shelves. They didn't have my size in any of the colors that I liked. So I left empty-handed. No jeans? What a waste of time. I know, right? And on my way back to the car, I honestly thought, next time... I'm going to Amazon. And a part of me felt like I should feel a little bit bad about that. That's the dilemma we often feel we're in. You know, we can settle for a crappy shopping experience, or we can buy on Amazon, and then salespeople lose their jobs. Yeah, it's our fault. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd love for it to be that simple, though, because then we could solve this problem just by making different personal choices. It turns out our personal choices don't add up to much. Online sales are only 8.5% of total retail sales in the U.S. That's according to the Census Bureau. 8.5%? I mean, what about that survey you mentioned earlier that said half of holiday shopping will happen online this year? Well, online spending does tick way up over the holidays. But if you look at what we're spending online throughout the whole year, it's still below 10% overall. A lot of people think, oh gosh, I I feel like I buy so much on Amazon or on other sites. But it really hasn't amounted overall to that huge a share of what people are purchasing. That's Amanda Colson-Hurley, a contributing editor at CityLab. Okay, so Amazon isn't eating everybody's lunch. But they're taking a pretty big bite out of retail sales, right? Well, I mean, of course. When somebody eats 10% of your lunch every day, it's a big deal. (laughs) Depends which 10% they're eating. (laughs) Okay, we're not going to fight over the pickle here, Joshua. But a lot of companies are failing for different reasons. Look at Toys R Us. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. There may be a million toys in Toys R Us that kids can play with, but Target has a lot of toys too. And so does Walmart. America has a lot of big box stores. Some people say too many. And Toys R Us built up a lot of debt trying to compete. 
Now it's in bankruptcy court, and this is not Amazon's fault. What about Sears, where I couldn't find my jeans? Sears is in a lot of debt, and it's been posting huge losses, which is a bad combination. Okay, how about Walmart? Actually, Walmart's doing great. Store sales are up, and online sales are way up. This is a company that's acting like Amazon. But however they're doing, Amanda Colson-Hurley of CityLab says some people just don't care about the fate of these stores. Sears is not a mom-and-pop shop, and, uh, you know, neither are the big box stores, and, and neither is Amazon. And so people feel this is not a local business anyway, so it sort of doesn't matter. Right. So the issues here are way bigger than where I decide to buy my jeans. Yeah. People should just know there's these larger structural underlying issues there. It goes beyond, you know, one individual's choices or just the aggregate of millions of individual consumer choices. I don't feel that people should necessarily feel guilty. Oh, that would be a relief. Not so fast, Joshua. There might still be a reason to feel guilty. All right. Mom and pop. And that's coming up next. Hey, I'm Ashley Ahern, host of Terrestrial, and I have a story for you. In March 1991, eight scientists launched an ambitious experiment in the middle of the Arizona desert. They planned to live inside what was basically a massive terrarium known as Biosphere 2. So uh, to me, it was adventure. I was really into exploration. The scientists wanted to study the complexity of our natural environment. But in the process, they may have learned more about human nature. The rise and fall of Biosphere 2, this week on Terrestrial. So we've been talking about whether we should feel guilty shopping at Amazon. We've suggested that Amazon isn't really to blame for the struggles of big retailers like Sears. But what about small retailers? I mean, we should probably mention here that Amazon does support one kind of small business, businesses that sell stuff on Amazon. Yeah, half of Amazon's sales come from small independent sellers on a platform called Amazon Marketplace. Yeah, but what about Main Street? Mom and pop stores... They are definitely threatened by Amazon. Yeah. Kay Redden works at Sonic Boom, a record store in Seattle's Ballard neighborhood. Sonic Boom carries some stuff that Amazon also sells, and some stuff it doesn't. Uh, a lot of DIY labels, a lot of bands that are just selling things at shows. Like, like what can you show me? Uh, well, let's see. Um, I've got... <laughs> I'm putting on the local band Golden Idols uh, with their 2016 album, Holy Smokes. I love that surf music still survives in Seattle. <laughs> I love that this shop survives in Seattle. This is great. Nothing beats finding a record you've been looking for for so long in a store. And knowing me, I'm really into a lot of older, like, 90s Seattle tunes. And so they do come up in stores. And so when you see them, I, I'm a person who shrieks in a store. <laughs> so, like, just shopping for things that you never thought you'd see is sort of part of the appeal to me. So Sonic Boom offers you an experience that feels like a treasure hunt. And Amazon offers you algorithms. Amazon predicts things you like based on your search history, 
based on what other people who've searched for similar things have bought. You mean when Amazon flashes stereo receivers at me because it knows I've been looking? Right. Exactly. Amazon thinks it has you totally figured out. Algorithms. (laughs) But at a record store, humans can challenge you to break out of your predictable patterns. Very slowly sometimes if you need it. But like, if you want to get weirder and you want to go free jazz, we can get you there slowly. Redden is tired of the excuses people use for shopping on Amazon. She believes there are still local places where you can buy most stuff. Maybe the problem as you see it is like there's not enough Amazon guilt in the world. Oh, definitely. I feel like you should definitely feel a little more guilty. So that's how Kay Redden thinks about this. The decision to shop local is a moral choice. But here's one more way to think about it. We heard from a lot of people on our Facebook page that their Amazon guilt is about shipping, all that fuel, all that packaging. So should you feel environmental Amazon guilt? There's kind of a surprising answer. Researchers at the University of California looked into this. They determined that when you compare driving to a store or buying something online, buying online is actually better for the environment. Except if you order the free two-day shipping. That time pressure means more trucks have to leave half empty, and that erases the environmental gains. And that's significant if you consider that half of Americans have an Amazon Prime account, which gets automatic two-day shipping. Other things that are bad? Returning stuff. Also, putting your cardboard box in the garbage. Carolyn, have you ever put your cardboard box in the garbage? I kind of space on that stuff, actually. That is something to feel guilty about. (laughs) This is a huge conversation, and we want your thoughts. Join in on our primed Facebook page. There's a lot to think about here. So what do we think? Our big conclusion coming right up. So we've gone over what Amazon guilt is, how Amazon tried to avoid the backlash that Walmart faced when it got big, and how it didn't totally succeed. And we've talked about why so many big stores, like Sears, have been looking so depressed lately. And a lot of that has nothing to do with Amazon. So far, not much reason for guilt. But Kay Redden, the record store employee, does see a reason for you to feel guilty. She says you should come into her store instead of buying music online or feel damn guilty that you didn't. But should you? When you buy on Amazon, you can get exactly what you need, whatever that is. Rose-flavored Turkish delight. Albanese brand gummy bears. Hot sauce. Underpants. Biore Sarasara UV aqua-rich watery essence sunscreen. A pink adult men's onesie for a Christmas story costume. And you can get it cheap and fast. Admit it. Most of the time, that's what you want. And if you're shopping for the holidays, that's probably exactly what you want. So why feel guilty about that? Here's one reason. It's only stuff. A lot of what a record store like Sonic Boom has to offer goes way beyond stuff. Amazon is just selling music. Sonic Boom adds value. It sells music that you can't get online, at least in vinyl. And it's an experience. That's a huge reason to go to the store. Your world expands. You get surprises. Instead of searching for something you already kind of found online, you find something new. And you can meet people who are discovering the same things you are. 
These are experiences that add up to a richer life. And if you're not taking advantage of those experiences, maybe you should feel guilty. Not because you're single-handedly destroying retail, but because you're missing out. Primed is a production of KUOW Public Radio in Seattle. Our editors are Carol Smith, Brendan Sweeney, and Jill Jackson. Our producers are Posey Gruner and Matt Martin. Our theme is Ripples on an Evaporated Lake by Raymond Scott. You also heard music by local band The Golden Idols. If you like it, you might think about going to your local record store to buy an album. Special thanks to our friends at City Lab and to Brad Stone, author of The Everything Store. This podcast is supported by listeners of KUOW Public Radio. And here's how you can support us. You know how there's some things on Amazon that you wouldn't even know about unless lots of people had written reviews about them? Like right now I'm looking at the Hutzler 571 Banana Slicer. Ah! (laughs) It's just for slicing bananas. Nobody would know about this if it were not for the reviews. Or the Three Wolves Howling at the Moon t-shirt. Did you know there were 1,700 reviews of that thing? No, no. Well, Apple Podcasts works the same way. So if you like us, even if you don't like us, write a review. It'll help us find other happy podcast customers. And that's what it's all about. Thank you very much. Thank you.